Welcome to the Ed Newsstand Podcast. I'm your host, Troy Reynolds, and this is Season 3, Episode 23 of the podcast. This week, I am continuing my look at whiteboard resources. I have three brand new resources for you in this week's newsletter. Whiteboard.chat, Miro, and Whiteboard.fi, brought to you by Kahoot. I'm going to give you just a brief overview of each of the resources this week, and I want you to take a deeper dive into any of the resources that you think might be a good fit for your classroom. We've got a lot to get to. Let's dive in. Over the past six weeks, we've looked at various whiteboard resources for you and your students. We started out looking at Keynote as a whiteboard, then we moved on to Google and Jamboard. We looked at the new resources available in Nearpod, did a deep dive into Smart Learning Suite Online, looked at Explain Everything, and then last week I told you about Canva for Education. Now, over the next two weeks, we are going to finish up our series on whiteboards for you and your students. This week, I will cover three resources. Next week, I will cover three more resources. I'm not going to do a super deep dive into the resources of these whiteboards that you can use with your students. I'm just going to give you a brief overview and show you some of the tools that are available and what it looks like from both perspectives. I'm going to let you kind of decide if they feel like they're the right choice for you and whether or not you want to try them with your students. To start us off, we are going to look at whiteboard.chat. Now, whiteboard.chat are individual whiteboards with a lot of tools for students. You can enable your webcam and recording features. You can freeze the board. You can collaborate with students, showcase your work, and showcase students' work. So one of the things that it says on their website specifically is that whiteboard.chat is for teaching, monitoring, and coaching. So you can show students on your board, you can let students work on their own board, and then you can coach them on their board while they are working. There's a little video here in the newsletter that you can look at. The um, logo icon here you can click on and it'll take you right to their website. And then I have a little preview of what whiteboard.chat looks like from the whiteboard perspective. So if you click on the whiteboard itself, the little computer monitor, it will open a larger screen to show you what the canvas looks like in whiteboard.chat. So let's take a look at whiteboard.chat. When you get to whiteboard.chat, you can see that you can just, there's a big blue button right toward the bottom of the screen that says start drawing. When you click on it, you can start teaching right away, you can start collaborating right away, or you can manage your boards. So if you create an account, you can actually create different boards under your account and refer to them later on. So I'm going to log in. Now that I've logged in, there's a blue button in the top left corner and I can just start teaching. If I want to look at some of the community boards, that is an option too. So it opens up right to my saved boards, but then right next to my saved boards are my community boards. So when you click on the community boards, you can see that there are various community boards. It starts out with geography and facts for the UK. There's an alphabet board, there's a bump game, and it will tell you under these different boards that are available in the community, what grade, what subject, and who the contributor is that created the board. You can link to the board itself and um, play around with the board. You can actually just copy the board and make it your own. For the purposes of the demonstration here, I'm just gonna go to my saved boards and I'm just gonna start teaching. When you get to the start teaching, it will pop up with whether or not you would like a tour. You can take the tour, you can skip for now. I will tell you if you decide to skip the tour for now, the tour will continue to come up every time your page refreshes. So I would either skip for good or I would start the tour. Let's start the tour. So on the left-hand side of your screen is a toolbar. And so along the left edge um, will give you quick access to a lot of the features like the drawing tools, uploading images, 
and board content management. The second step in the tour is the drawing toolbox, and that's a little bit farther down on the toolbar, and it's under the wrench. If you click on the wrench, you can get access to various drawing tools for drawing a line, circle, rectangle, brush, and eraser. The third step is to create a lesson plan, so you can upload your lesson plans ahead of time, create workbooks by uploading a multiple page PDF or image files, and then each student will have their own copy of the workbook when they join the class. The whiteboard menu is in the top left corner, and this button is another way for you to access the board toolbar, and it provides textual description of each tool in your toolbar. So if you click on it, the toolbar actually expands, and it gives you um, what each tool is called instead of you having to hover over the top of it to see what the name of the tool is. You have your standard undo and redo buttons. Give your board a name so it's easier to recognize what your board is all about or what lesson plan your board is all about and then students will get their own name on their board. You name your board for you but then when students are working students can actually name their own board. After the board name Special characters are highlighted. Those are up in the top right-hand corner. They are the color palette, and if you click on this, you will get special characters for math, music, and other alphabet symbols. Students on different boards can raise hands, and I will show you the grid view when you can see all of the students' boards and how when they raise their hand, you will see that maybe the student needs some help. You can add timers to your assignment so that you can tell students you are only going to have five minutes to work on this specific area of the assignment, and then the alarm will ring. Also along the right-hand side, you will see the different participants that are in the board, and those are labeled similarly to how you would see them labeled in a Google document. You can use whiteboard.chat without logging in, but if you do log in, you can manage your own boards, keep notes, and access various other features. As always, the little snowman or the ellipses will give you different FAQs, provide you various help, and give you tips. In the far right-hand corner, you can create polls for your students. Uh, I played around with this feature a little bit, but I struggled to create the poll and actually to push the poll out to the students to get them to respond. Like in a lot of collaborative spaces, there is an invite button, which you can click on and easily invite students um, using your learn learning management system like Google Classroom or Seesaw. In the bottom right-hand corner is your are your quick tools where you can set the name, pick your pen color, and the line thickness, and then, of course, the opacity of that line thickness. Along the bottom, you have a couple of tools. You have the grid view, which is where you can monitor your students' various boards. And then in the bottom left-hand corner, you can access the different pages that you might have built in your whiteboard. So let's take a look at some of the tools that are available in the whiteboard chat. As you can see, I expanded the toolbar, so now I have all of the names of my toolbar. I can easily add media, and here are my different tools that I can add. So you have lines, arrows, selecting and cropping. I can add a link, dice, a YouTube video. I have some math, some pointers. I can add a calculator. And as I scroll down, I have even more tools that I can add. Musical instruments, text boxes, uh, a drop zone. So there are a lot of features inside the tools under the wrench that you can add to your whiteboard. So you can see the next step here is to get a student to join the board so I can kind of show you what those features look like. So up at the top is my board here, which is the I. And then if I click on that, my board specifically, I am the teacher currently. And so my color is called Intense Rembrandt. So I am the teacher, I can showcase my work, and then underneath that is the board that has joined. And it tells me and shows me the time that the board has been joined. So I can choose to make this person the teacher. 
I can lock my class, I can lock the page. So there are a couple of tools that I can use right underneath the some of the share settings. I've renamed the board teacher board because when I show you the grid view, you will see now that I have the different views of the boards that are joined to whiteboard.chat. The whiteboard.chat in real time, I can see students work as they are working. So I will just write on this iPad that I have. So you can see in real time, this is the iPad and it is working. I can choose to change the color in real time too. So then when I write, my pen color changes too. So everything is in real time. I can click on this board and I can see the students working. I don't have to join it. I can just see what they're doing on their board. If I would like to, I can join the board. So now if I have joined the board, it says right at the top, students can't write on others, other boards, but I can use my tools and I can work with the student on their board. So I can move different things around. I can grab my draw tool and I can draw on the board with the student. So they are seeing that. So maybe I want to say, oh, hey, that's a great job. I can go into my tools here and I can look at shapes. So there are several ways for you to interact with your students. If I want to get back to my board, I just simply go to the bottom. I click on go to instructor and then it will return back to my board. So one thing I want to show you here is up at the top, here's the code for students to join the board. But when I actually go to a student's board, the student actually has a different code at the top of their board. So other students or other people could technically join that board. I'm going to go back to my board. One thing I want to show you here is up in your tools or your settings, you have different options for your whiteboard. So only logged in users can join the board. So you can decide that if you want students to have um, a login for whiteboard.chat or just have them attached to your specific whiteboard. You can uncheck students can only draw on their board. So you check mark the box students see simple tools. And then underneath that is students see very simple tools. So if you uncheck these students are going to get all of the tools that you have as the teacher. You can also choose to allow them to make video recordings, have a text box, enable speech to text. And this might be better for students who are at a younger level who can't type very well. When you are done and you've chosen your different options, you can click save. Let's look at it from the student's perspective. So here we are from the student's perspective. So you can see that on the left hand side of the board, I have simple tools. So those are just over here, as opposed to all of the tools that I have as the teacher, I have um, more robust tools for the student. But it's very easy for me to choose my eraser. And then when you choose the eraser tool, it actually erases all of the writing on that specific board. It doesn't you don't have to erase each individual spec of the board. Um, you can just erase the different strokes that you used with your pen or your finger. I can even erase what the teacher did on my board if I don't like what they did. And you can see I have up at the top, I can see who has access to this board. And then I have some of the other tools that we mentioned in the tutorial. If I change the settings to more robust tools from the teacher side. So I changed those settings. And now you can see that I have all of the tools on the left hand side toolbar that the teacher would have on their left hand side toolbar. Those are some of the really basic tools that you have available for yourself in whiteboard.chat. So what I really like about whiteboard.chat is how you as the teacher have the ability to create a whiteboard, have students join that whiteboard, and then be able to see in real time what the students are doing. So if you set up your whiteboard ahead of time with um, different worksheets or math assignments or examples for students in language arts or social studies or, or science, whatever subject you're teaching, 
If you set that up for students ahead of time and they join your board, they are given a copy of the board. And then in real time, you can go and see their progress in those boards. So that's really, for me, the most powerful feature of whiteboard.chat is being able to collaborate and showcase students' work to your entire class on the fly and give them a space in which they can utilize tools to write, draw, add images, um, and, and shapes um, all in one space. The next resource I want to look at is Miro. Miro says on their website that they are one of the easiest online whiteboards with pre-built templates, easy to use basic features, and tools built for online meetings. Let's take a look at Miro. So here is Miro. Miro, I would say, is a little more geared toward business. So when you get to their site, you can see that they are the online collaborative whiteboard platform to bring teams together anytime, anywhere. And so for me, when I see the word teams, Yes, you can use it in your classroom, but when you see some of the features that are built into Miro, I think you'll see that it is a little geared toward maybe high school students or uh, the business world. So on Miro, you just click start a whiteboard. It does require you to sign up. So I'm gonna log in. So you'll see when you log into Miro, over on the left-hand side, these are your different teams. So you can have different Miro spaces set up for different teams that you might have. So if you have different classes throughout the day, you might have different Miro set up for your various classes throughout the day. If you have just one class, then maybe you just need one space for the whiteboards. You can see along the top, you can create your board very easily. They have various templates that you can use. I can also show you all the templates. So you can see here, you have different cases of the templates that you can make. So there's strategy and planning, research design, meetings and workshops. And as you move through here, you can just click on the different areas. So like um, ideation and brainstorming, I can see all the different boards that are available in that area. For the purpose of the demonstration, I'm just gonna create a new board. And then I choose whether or not I wanna create a shared board or look for more features. But because I only have the free version, I'm just gonna create a shared board. So this board is automatically shared with all of my team members. It will ask me right away if I want to start with a template. I'm not going to, I'm just gonna start with a blank board. So like whiteboard.chat, your toolbar is along the left-hand side. You can start with templates. You can insert text, add sticky notes, add shapes, aligns, different connection lines. These are your drawing tools, your pen underneath that. You can add comments throughout the board. You can add frames on the board. You can upload different things to your board from your device, from a URL that you find on the internet different saved files, or if you use the Google Web Clipper. Finally, the ellipses at the bottom allows me to integrate other apps into the Miro platform, but for the purposes of this demonstration, I'm just going to stick with the basics. Along the bottom left-hand corner um, are some other tools that you can utilize. So this will show you the different frames that you've created within your Miro board. You can go into presentation mode. So if you have created your board um, as a giant canvas, then you can go into presentation mode and show that to everybody in class. If you do add comments to your board, you can click on the comments and in your comments section will show you the comments that have been left. And if comments have been specifically made to you, you can actually add people within your classroom to leave them specific comments. There is a chat section within Miro. So if you click on the chat, people can chat back and forth in Miro. You can screen share your board out. The voting, the video chat, and the timer are all premium features within Miro. Miro. If you want to utilize those features, you would have to pay for a subscription. The activity will show you anything that's been done or changed on the 
board itself. So this is kind of a nice feature for you to be able to go back and see what has been done to the board. If you had an idea or something was written down that got changed your activity history, you can go in here and maybe go back and restore that or see where the change was made or talk to the person that maybe deleted the idea that was on your board. In the top left-hand corner, you can rename your board. You also have your export features, so you can save the board as an image, as a PDF, as its own template, so you can utilize it later. You can download it as a backup board, export it as a spreadsheet, embed it in another website. So a lot of features for you to export the board out. In the top right-hand corner, you will see the various people who have joined the board. You have your sharing features. So once you give the board a title, you can add emails through Gmail or other various platforms. You can change and get an invite link and then share how people can access the board. So they can edit the board, comment, or just view the board like you would have the tools in Google. Some of the settings of your board here, it will provide you with shortcuts. So if you like to use shortcuts like I do with your keyboard, you can click on the shortcuts and it will show you all the shortcuts. I have collaborators cursor check marks. So as people are moving around the board, I can see it will give me a name and show me the cursor of the collaborator that is working in it. If you click on the question mark, then you can work through the learn and inspire. So you can see that there is a getting started section. There are tutorials available on the Miro platform and you can work through the academy. You also have the option to look at various webinars that Miro offers for their platform. The bell will show you different mentions that you might get or comments that have been left on your board. And the magnifying glass will is the search feature. And so if you are looking for anything specific within your board, you can click on that search feature and be able to be able to find it more quickly. So now I've joined the board from my iPad and you can see now on the top in the top right hand corner, I it'll show me exactly who has access to the board. So I can see the icons of the people that have joined the board. I have a T for myself and then for my tech integration account, I have another T. And then the cursor is available on the board itself. You can see in blue. So we had that cursor item checked. And so as people are working and writing on the board, you can see that the cursor will move around to showcase where that student or that person is working. If I create a shape on the board, anybody else working in the platform and on the board with me has access to anything that I do as well. So if I am working on my iPad, I can actually click on the square as um, on my other device and move this information around. Same with on my computer. If I'm on my computer and I decide to grab the eraser, I can actually erase all the information that it, the person had written down. So the difference really between whiteboard.chat and Miro is that in whiteboard.chat, each student is given their own whiteboard, where Miro is one giant platform where everybody is working collaboratively together. The last thing that I'll showcase in Miro is Miro actually, you don't have to go through the Safari browser to utilize the platform. Miro has its own app that you can download on iOS. So if your students have an iPad, um, they can work you can download the app and students can log into the app and then work that way through it. And you can see here that all my tools are the same on the app as they would be if I was working on a computer or a Chromebook. And so as students work through here um, and I choose the pen tool, all of my stuff works the same. I can change my colors at the bottom. Um, I can change my line style, my line thickness. So I get a lot of tools, um, a lot of availability here on the app. And that's one thing that I do really like about Miro as a platform is the app is just as robust as it would be on a computer or a Chromebook. So you can see though that the main difference between the first two that we've talked about so far in this newsletter is and the podcast is that we have 
whiteboard.chat where everybody gets their own individual whiteboard and you can showcase your own whiteboard to your students or you can work with them on their own individual whiteboard. Where Miro is a collaborative space similar to Explain Everything um, where everybody works together um, and everybody can change anything on the whiteboard. But it is a really nice, powerful feature um, and tool for you to utilize with your students, either in distance learning um, or if your students are in person. Our last whiteboard resource is whiteboard.fi. And whiteboard.fi is similar to whiteboard.chat where there are individual whiteboards for students. It is a very, they say, a versatile tool, including math tools, full access to students and their boards, and an ease of use to share your own board. So let's take a look specifically at whiteboard.fi. When you get to whiteboard.fi, you can see right at the top, it says they are a Kahoot company. So Kahoot, you all know Kahoot. Kahoot is a great company. They have great products. They are constantly working and updating their products. So you know that they are probably going to continually update and work with this product. So right off the bat, you have a good feeling about the product. As you move down, you can see that you can create a new class, you can join a class, or you can log in. For my purposes, I have decided to create a login. Once you get into whiteboard.fi, you'll see the teacher dashboard. And right now I have no active subscription. So there is a free version and there is a paid version. The biggest difference between the free and the paid version is the room option. So I'm gonna click on create a room and you can see here now that rooms under the paid option are permanent. If I am under the free option, they are only temporary and will expire automatically after two hours of inactivity and then you will have to create a new temporary room each time. So you have to kind of decide for yourself whether or not the resources that you're creating are things that you want to keep for a long time or whether you're okay with creating temporary rooms. So I've created a temporary room and you can see here that I have a couple of ways that I can share this information out. So I can copy the URL to a clipboard and then I can paste it in Google Classroom. I can click here, I can show this QR code so students can come up with their device and they can scan the QR code. Or I can just have students type in the room code at the top of my screen. So you'll see here, I'm gonna join this whiteboard from my iPad. So you can see in my dashboard, as soon as I have a student join my whiteboard, um, at the top, I can see the student's name and their whiteboard. And then at the top, I can see my whiteboard. So if I click on toggle my whiteboard, here is my whiteboard template. So you can see here that I have my tools across the top. I have my selection tool, my pen tool, my line tool. I have shapes. I have a text box. I can insert images if I would like to from my computer. I can insert a PDF. I can cut, copy, paste my undo, redo. I can zoom in. I can make myself full screen. I can download this as a PNG, JPEG, SVG, or PDF file. I can trash the board. And then underneath the basic tools that I have, I can flatten my image. I can add a grid of various sizes. I have some music paper that I can work with. I can add emojis into my board. And I have some math tools that I can edit. So the last option I have here is I have this push button. When I click on the push button, I have the option to push my whiteboard to all students. I can push all pages. I can push the current page only, or I can push to students as a background image. So if I push it as a background image, then the students can work it on it with that specific background going on on their whiteboard. So now that I've hidden my whiteboard, I should see a list of all my students' whiteboards. I can click on the student's name and I can see them working in real time. Now there is a little bit of a delay between when they are working on their board and when the information populates on your screen. 
And then if you have the paid version of whiteboard.fi, you can actually leave feedback for students. But because I do not have the paid version, I only have the free version, I cannot provide feedback to students. I do have some actions that I can perform on their board. Um, so if I click on actions here, I can save their whiteboard as an image. I can erase everything on their board. So if I click on this, it actually erases everything on their board and I get a little notification that the whiteboard has been successfully erased. Some of the other actions that I have here is I can do some more pushing right from the actions button. And then if the student is doing something inappropriate or things just aren't working out like you think it should be, you have the ability to kick the student out of your class. So you can see whiteboard.fi, probably the least robust option for your the whiteboard resources that we've talked about so far in this newsletter and on the podcast. It has some of the nice features that are available in whiteboard.chat, and it has some nice features that are available in Miro with the templates um, being allowed to upload a PDF, um, some of the export features that are available on this platform, um, and the easeability um, of students being able to join your class very, very quickly through the class code. So a lot of nice things to, to use with whiteboard.fi, but um, again, a little bit different from the first two that we talked about. I encourage you if you're looking for a new whiteboard platform with your students um, that you do dig a little bit deeper into these resources and figure out if they will work for you, especially based on some of the resources that I've provided already with whiteboard platforms in the past six or so episodes. Um, but whiteboard.chat gaining a lot of traction online. I've seen a lot of social media posts about whiteboard.chat. Um, I haven't seen a whole lot about Miro, but I have seen um, some specific EdTech bloggers talking about Miro. Uh, Miro did just purchase another whiteboard company. So we'll see if they're gonna utilize some of the features um, from that company that they just purchased into their own. Um, and then whiteboard.fi, I think has a lot of potential. And with Kahoot being the parent company of that, I think um, it's only going to get stronger with some of the tools and the availability that they have for you utilizing the platform with you and your students. That's it for this episode of the Ed Newsstand Podcast. I really appreciate you listening to the podcast or watching the video version on YouTube because I know your time is valuable. Please make sure to check out the resources in this week's newsletter from whiteboard.chat, Miro, and whiteboard.fi. For more EdTech resources, you can follow me on social media. You'll find me on Twitter at ReynoldsTroy or on Instagram at Ed Newsstand. If you're listening on any podcast platform and would like to hear more, please like and subscribe to receive updates and have any new episode automatically downloaded for you. You can also revisit my previous episodes on any major podcasting platform like Spotify, Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or Google Podcasts. If you'd like to download my app to have my podcast and newsletters right on your smart device, please check it out at ednewsstand.glideapp.io and save it to your home screen. If you don't want the app but would like to check out my resources, please visit my website at ednewsstand.weebly.com. This is Troy Reynolds, and this is the Ed Newsstand Podcast, hoping you were able to take away at least one idea for your classroom. Please be safe. Until next time.
Thank you.